0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Sportscast. This week we'll be discussing the first round of the NBA playoffs, looking at a different side of the NBA with the draft lottery and its results, and discussing the unwritten rules of baseball. We'll get it started (laughs) off with the NBA playoffs. So things are well underway in the bubble for the first time in the playoffs, and while some teams have fallen short of expectations, uh, other teams have put up surprising fights in their series, like the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll start with that one team that's been exceeding expectations. So Wyatt, what have the Mavericks been doing right so far this postseason?
1: I just want to make it very clear before I get started that I also picked the Mavericks to be a shocker in the in the opening series. So my picks were not. Yeah, I, don't, I do. Yeah. I, I remember very clearly that I remember picking the Mavericks. I mean, the the thing that they did right is they drafted the the next all time great in Luka Doncic a couple years ago. In his second yeah. year now, he at 21 years old in his first playoff series. He's taking the Clippers to town. He's, he's built for these moments. He's been doing this since he was 16 years old. He grew up doing this. He grew up torching defenses the way that he does right now. I, mm. I, mean, all, I mean, all they're doing is, and I, I, I joke about the Mavericks, is that their goal is to score 140, and then they'll just kind of let, the, let everything outslide. <laughs> if another team outscores them, then that's the way it goes. But the, the Clippers are not playing well, and the Mavericks are capitalizing mm. on that. So, they don't quit, especially last night. Um, without Porzingis, Luca was still yeah. fight all the yeah. way through and through. They have that dog that the Clippers have been talking about having yeah. all year. They've been playing like that since the series started, since the bubble started.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that's really interesting is that they've like seem to have fixed like the problems they have. Not really as much their defense, but they're, they fixed the sort of clutch time offensive efficiency issues that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were in the bottom five in clutch time offensive efficiency coming into the playoffs. And then you saw with their last game in Game 4, they sort of corrected that. And they (laughs) won a game in overtime. And they're also making the Clippers sort of play their game. The Clippers were fifth in defensive rating during the regular season. And they're just playing a lot of sort of run-and-gun games at this point. So they're like sort of forcing the Clippers into their game. The Clippers aren't playing great defense. And they're just sort of getting into (laughs) shootouts, which if anyone... Benefits the Mavericks, who have a guy that in his last game put up 43 17 and 13, which is an 17. Rebounds, line. Which yeah, is crazy. Crazy. Now, I, I get the
1: 43 because he's Luka, he's gonna drop, yep. he's gonna drop 30 40. But yep. to get 17 rebounds and 13 assists is is big time, yeah. I mean, and have the game winning shot that's gotta be like historic. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, a great <laughs> no, the shot is, is already an iconic shot, like it was incredible. Yep. Yeah. Right to the buzzer. I was telling Jared when it happened. I love it when the ball is in the air and the buzzer and you know it's yeah, yeah. it was so well timed it was so beautiful yeah, it's like one yeah. of most satisfying things you could see in a. In a <laughs> yeah. He could have released Probably. it earlier, but he
2: was like, for the drama, I'll just you mm-hmm. know. Make- well, well, yeah, he didn't it, want the Clippers,
1: then Clippers then and, like, like, off. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like true, yeah. when true. they hit it and there's like point zero three seconds left or whatever, it's not not the same as what he yeah, yeah. like did. no, absolutely not.
3: Well, I think I think one thing too that separates like these kind of series when it's really tight is the role players like trey burke and tim hardaway jr were going off like last game seth curry like hitting very timely shots even in the fourth quarter i think they started the fourth quarter without luca on the floor and the mavs still went on a run without him you know like Mm -hmm. in in a close series like this it really does come down to what the role players do but then you get on the other side somebody like lou williams who goes off for 36 and you're like wow what the heck it, it's a it's pretty good too yeah. I, I don't know but if chris stops if, if porzingis can actually just stay on the floor for an entire game and like not get ejected not play through i don't know i don't know how bad it is but like right knee soreness uh, or whatever um, it was yeah is a little i don't know just iffy for me uh if, if porzingis could actually stay on the court dude the Mavs, the Mavs could like just run away at this series who knows
0: but we'll mm. see yeah. I mean, speaking of role players, too, even Boban Marjanovic has been, like, pretty yeah. good. like mm-hmm. He put in 10 points in the last game. He's, like, a serviceable backup center. Like, they're mm-hmm. getting points and good minutes from guys yeah. who you wouldn't expect at all in a playoff series, which is super yeah. great from them. Yeah.
1: So, Jared, I'll ask you this. Where where have the Clippers fallen short so far in this playoff series?
3: <laughs> okay, so it's nothing new, really. Kawhi needs to play defense on Luka, first off. Deciding not to play on Luka because he doesn't want to get a game-winner hit on him or whatever. I don't know why yeah. he wasn't on Luka. Makes no mm-hmm. sense. I mean, Reggie Jackson was getting worked by Luka all game. Like, literally, I, I, I remember, who's that guy in the yellow shoes? Every time, his, he was just stumbling around, dude. He was getting worked. Uh, Beverly being injured definitely hurts the team, obviously, as well, I think. Um, I think, though, to be honest, that this game could be a, just like a pop in the mouth that might wake the Clippers up, potentially. We've been kind of saying that all year, like we haven't seen the real Clippers potential yet, you know. But now we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Now it's game five. The series is tied in the first yeah. round, and you're like, okay, <laughs> when are the Clippers going to show up? Paul George obviously needs yeah. to show up. He did have a really good game one, but then 290 field goal percentage for the series, like 222 from three, yeah. it's it's terrible. Besides game one, yeah. he, he's had 14, 11, and 9. um so i think if if paul george can somehow write the ship even just get getting like 20s in the 20s and lou williams still has another bonkers game like because lou williams had 23 in game two as well it it wasn't a fluke i don't think um Mm -hmm. then they'll be they'll they'll have a way to 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 write the ship and kind of correct i I think they are the more talented team they just need to show it i think
0: yeah
3: what do y'all think any any disagreements? Or... <laughs> <Is> <laughs> no, that the I think consensus? that's fair. I
2: th- I think if Paul George steps up, I think. I think the Clippers still won the series. I mean, right. he's, yeah. Like, the, the talk recently has been that, he, like, one of his... I didn't realize that one of his nicknames is Playoff P or something. And yeah, I didn't realize Charles, that either. Yeah, yeah. Ch- <laughs> not not like, living up ex- to it. <laughs> I'd never heard of him, like, being great in the playoffs in the first place. But, like, yeah. I know Charles Barkley had said, like, like why why do they call you Playoff P? They don't call me Championship Chuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, like, it's a great line. But, but honestly, like, I, I think, like... The Clippers, given how like poorly Paul George has played, mm. like they're kind of lucky that it's two-two. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like, totally I, I agree. Think, dude. I think if he steps up, like I think they still pull this out. But otherwise, mm. like I don't know. You like, don't think um. that the momentum
1: switch? The momentum is definitely on the Mavericks side now. You don't it think is. that that is now a big factor, regardless of whether Paul yeah. George steps up? Because I mean. Remind you mm. again that Luka did all of that without Porzingis on the floor. So let's yep, say right. a healthy Porzingis versus uh, an entire fully-equipped Clippers team. Who are you taking?
3: I would take the fully-equipped Clippers team per- still. I, I, cl- I, still yeah. I definitely fall yeah. into the trap of thinking that the Clippers still have an extra gear that they haven't pulled out yet. I, I don't know. No, like, I, I fall into I that too. But, you know, but, I, maybe that's and, wrong. But it, it's just, <laughs> and, and, and they got and Doc Rivers. Like I feel like Doc Rivers is going to motivate point? them.
1: As after 70 games, at what point do they activate playoff mode? Because yeah, they've been activating – and we're talking yeah. about <laughs> activating playoff mode for for the entire year now. Like, well, wait, wait yeah. till we get to the playoffs. Wait till we get to the playoffs. And now we're four games into the playoffs, and the series is tied 2-2, and they're getting yeah. worked by a yeah. 21-year-old in the second season. So at yeah, what yeah. point do the Clippers the, yeah, say, yeah. we're going to turn this yeah. on and we're going to start playing basketball? Regardless of whether yeah. Patrick Beverly is at, I know that yeah. it hurts them and they lose that – Heart of their team or whatever it might yeah. be or however you might be, he's maybe their fourth or fifth best scoring option. You know, and mm. and they still have two uh, guys who have like nine all team all, all defensive team selections between the two of them and Paul George and Kawhi. Mm. The, the yeah. like you already said, it the solution's simple: put Kawhi on on Luca. Don't yeah. switch. Yeah. Let him play the whole game. Paul yeah. George has to play better, and they're going to be and they'll be in a lot better shape. But they can't. We can't sit here and be like. Oh, it was this, it was that. I mean, yeah. they suck. No, not suck, but they are not playing a lot <laughs> they of them, have, right? yeah, yeah. I do not like what I see out of the Clippers so far. Whoever gave uh, Paul George the nickname Playoff P needs to be charged for fraud. <laughs> I know, they I lied. And yeah. Yeah. And did he, honestly, like, give himself a nickname? Like, I you bet can't better imagine anybody, like, looking like at his career and being like, like, like Playoff Because he would have lied yeah. to all of us if he did. And if I'm yeah. the Clippers, I might be calling the Oklahoma City Thunder and see if I get my money back because I do not like what i've seen from the clippers so far oh my yeah. gosh
2: yeah one thing i'm not sure of though is how much christop's actually adds to their offensive efficiency he like obviously 30. he scores well yeah he but like 30. he's, he he's not a particularly efficient game, but... scorer like christop's like i think his field goal percentage like is, in general is like 42 43% which for you know, power forward is ridiculous ridiculously thing, low so yeah, like I'm, I'm, and he's not that great at defense so maybe he doesn't like maybe he's not actually <laughs> adding that much anyway Yeah, like, but, i'm not sure
1: you can't deny that having a, another seven footer underneath yeah, the room right. isn't at least that, that is, better than fair. nothing, <laughs> the thing Better about than the a Mavericks replacement is that yeah, is yeah, that yeah, yeah. they haven't really I don't know if they've played an entire full game with Luca and Christop on the field. <laughs> they might have and I think they want, they might have won it. I, I honestly don't have it all. Yeah. But I know that I think Luca went two, down but... Luca went down and it was just Porzingis, and of course Porzingis gets ejected and sits down another game. So out of three out of the four games, they never finished. They didn't finish on the court together. Yeah. So I mean, at at the very least, and when and when Luca went down, Porzingis did drop thirty and help lead a a small comeback against the Clippers. I think that he does add a lot to this team. Yeah. I mean, we can't. Luca's good. He's not good enough to carry. Nobody is good enough to carry (laughs) a team past what was a championship contender at the start of this year.
3: Well, I don't know. He could be. He could as be. Long as he's, yeah, a great. We'll he's, he's on we'll the see. trajectory
1: to be, but I don't even know if you could say that LeBron James can do that right now.
3: Yeah, that's true. Mm. I I don't want them the Mavs though to fall in the trap of like oh wait till Lucas Prime that's gonna be our window like you know you yeah, win right yeah. now like win you know you have a chance to literally win this season
1: win next season build your te- the Mavs need to build their teams to win they do they do I, think, they do. You know?
3: no,
2: I agree. Yeah.
3: But,
1: well, they they definitely didn't waste any time, and I'll, I'll agree they do need to do that. They didn't waste any time because they traded for Porzingis like last Mm -hmm. year to help capitalize on that put two European guys on a team together (laughs) but chemistry (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to fall into
0: like the Derrick Rose trap of like you're so clear and then it's just you're done for the next 10 years well yeah
3: or, or dare I say the seventy sixers trap. Just <laughs> yes. <through> the process <laughs> and then where are we now? Too soon. Anyway, now. We'll process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one one other thing I did want to say too is the Raptors went to seven with the Sixers last year, right? That I mean mm-hmm. this just could be this this Clippers worst matchup. This is like their hardest mm-hmm. you know, they could be. Who knows? We'll
1: yeah, see. no, I, I agree. That next round if they hit either Utah or Denver, I think they're gonna look a lot better than they will yeah. against Mavericks. Yeah. But
3: All right. Well, let's head over to the other Los Angeles team. I'll start with you, Aiden. How do you feel about the Lakers in their first three games? They're tipping off as we speak. Game four. Yeah. Uh, What do you think?
2: Yeah. Solid so far. I mean, they've recovered from a somewhat weak first game, right? And uh, Mm -hmm. they managed to win game three despite having like an awful... Day from the from the free throw line, which they get to way too much. Uh, But anyway, yeah, like like the the defense so far has been great, and like that's not new. During the regular season, they were the the best defensive team in the NBA by by most metrics. Um, And in the bubble, like the the Blazers obviously were offensively on fire, especially Dame. Um, The Lakers have kind of shut them down. Like the the Blazers are have the lowest offensive rating currently of any team in the playoffs so far. Um, And Alex Caruso been given a Given Dame a, a tough time so far. He's Donovan super pesky, is. man. Yeah, yeah he crazy. is. So scrappy. <laughs> scrappy. <laughs> so, all the, all the words. But uh, so so that's been a bright spot. The offense though has been shaky, um, and you know, like they still been shaken off the. Like they didn't look great in the bubble. They still don't look great. LeBron and AD have generally been solid. Um, but as a team, they're shooting 30 percent from three, and this was never mm-hmm. a great three shooting team. But like that's still bad for them. And Kyle Kuzma, who was not good in the bubble, was a pretty important piece in the regular season, has been still been ice cold. So that's that's concerning. Um, yeah. But but anyway, I, I think this is like they're they're not as concerning as the Clippers so far for sure. I think the like I still think the Lakers are going to be making the the conference finals fairly easily. Um, yeah. But anyway.
0: I feel like fine is, like, a good way to put it. Like, there's nothing, like you said, like, overly concerning. I guess AD was, like, sort of weak a little bit in that first game, but he's yeah, come man. back. He was 29 points, 11 rebounds, yeah. and assists in the last game. Mm-hmm. But some weirdly inconsistent yeah. performances. Um, like, LeBron only dropping 10 yeah. points in game two. Yeah. It was, I think his lowest ever in, in a playoff win. Um,
1: yeah. I think it's his second, I mean, but yeah. Yeah. It was something insanely It's like pretty that, low. Like, Yeah, and
0: just, like, but I guess, like, that's somewhat of an encouraging sign for them that, like, they're finding ways to win even when the greatest player of all time only can drop 10 in a night. Like, I think that gives me some hope, even if they're not sort of, like, hitting all the gears yet, that, I don't know, that they can, I think, pretty easily make the conference finals, like Aiden said.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Blazers are playing on like kinda of one leg right now too. Zach yeah. Collins is out now. Dame is a dislocated yeah. finger, so he's broken back, you know, all this stuff. It's like I it's crazy. I, I do think though that LeBron, while obviously he's been great in a lot of ways in the series, I think in some ways he has been great in the wrong ways. He needs to be like he, he needs to be like the dominant scorer, LeBron, I think, for this team. Mm-hmm. Rather than like the triple double like game manager guy. He needs to be like the mm-hmm. forty five point guy, I think, this year. Yeah.
0: I think like one thing too with AD is that like this is in reality is his first like actual playoff yeah. run like yeah. so I think he's just getting used to like what, no he swe- he swept
1: Portland he swept no, Portland I don't know but he knows, about that. knows this happened. team he's
0: like at, he's, know, I'm not sure about it. I just think he like he needs to he needs to get his mind in gear for what an actual playoff run might look like and I think that might explain a little bit of the slow start as well
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so Lucas, so far looking at the first round of the playoffs, like, are there any new contenders that you, you didn't see coming in? Like,
0: I think the Utah Jazz is someone I'll throw. Up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Donovan Take down. Mitchell. <laughs> no. I know. I'll let you finish. We'll we'll I'm
1: gonna come back for you.
0: We'll see. But um, I don't know, Donovan Mitchell. I realize it's not like necessarily a sustainable game plan to have him put up fifty, but <laughs> uh, every game, but. I was pretty big on the nuggets come to it coming into it and it seems like they've yeah. sort of like dismantled yeah. them pretty easily. It's three one, it looks to be over. And then the role players are playing well as as well. Like Gobert's played well, Engels, yep. Grant Conley, all have put in like solid enough shifts to like let Donovan Mitchell be the star and sort of build around him. <laughs> I think that coming into the season I thought they'd be good because they were so balanced but they didn't really yeah. show that like balance in the regular season as much. But they have in the postseason, and I think that they have a decent matchup against either the Mavericks or the Clippers, especially because the Clippers haven't looked great. I think the Clippers are a better matchup—well, I think the Jazz are a better matchup for the Clippers and the Mavericks, um, oh. but I still think that the Jazz have a pretty good shot no matter who they play. Um, just because they've been playing so balanced so well, and then you have that superstar focal point who's just been just like dropping fifty on multiple nights.
1: Mm. See, I disagree because I, I, Donovan Mitchell, as well as he's played, is if not already a superstar, very soon to be a superstar. But I don't, mm-hmm. I do not believe that they actually have the star power to be able to win a champion, like a legitimate contender. There may be a more fun team to watch, but mm-hmm. they're not a new contender. I don't believe that they have the star power regardless of whether how well Joe Ingles or Mike Conley or Rudy Gobert Mm. have played so far to be able to be put up in there in the category of a championship-level team. Why do they need star power, though? Every team has star power. Stars win championships. (laughs) 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 Name me a team who, who doesn't have a star, who didn't have a star that has won a championship.
2: Oh three, Silent. oh four Pistons. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna say yeah, I don't know anybody fair. from the Pistons—an anomaly. Chauncey, name two yeah. teams. Ben Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> the-
0: I, I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible, especially in a year like this when like everything's been sort of thrown into yeah. whack with like the season. I think yeah, there's a, the potential for them to make a run. And I don't think I'm not saying by any means they're like my favorite um twin, but I think they're yeah. they're probably going to make not probably. I think they have a very good shot at making the Western Conference Finals, and I put them. Yeah.
2: And that puts them in contender yeah. status for me. Yeah. Yeah, Lucas, I'm I'm with you that I was kind of surprised by them. I, I was very high on <laughs> the Nuggets, and I had them, like, not easily getting rid of the Jazz, but I had them pretty definitively doing so. Um, yeah. And it's been totally the opposite. Um, so it has made me, me rethink some things. And, yeah, it, it all depends on, like, can Tom and Mitchell keep up this? Like, he's averaging, like, 40 a game currently, right? So if he, if he keeps this up, maybe, but... I don't know. It'll, well, it'll yeah. I mean, that's my point
1: that it's not yeah. sustainable. Yeah, though. they yeah. can't have Don. Like they don't have the star power to have Donovan Mitchell just drop fifty every night. There's no real <laughs> backup if he drops... in
2: terms of like if yeah if Donovan Mitchell if you know... has an off night like what uh, if, what if an off night I mean night, like Mike Conley and you know an off Rudy night could
1: Boehr, look like twenty five you know? and then what yeah. you know like yeah. it, it could well, be but, an off night.
3: But he scored fifty in their lot in a loss you know yeah. he doesn't need to <laughs> score 50
0: for them to win and, and their other two wins he had 20 and 30 which aren't mm. like ridiculous nights yeah, either yeah. they won both those games yeah, yeah. That's, fair.
2: that's
3: fair i think for me new contenders are i think the top three teams in the east like especially celtics raptors they could be so dangerous i don't know man i mean they looked really good in their series uh, especially the raptors obviously the celtics were kind of playing like a I mean they're both were playing not too great of a team. Yeah. Um but Celtics without Gordon Hayward, I don't know if they're going to have, you know, enough firepower anymore to make it Whoa. all the way through. And the Raptors are look think... super good. The Raptors are we... pro- have proven last year that they can stop Giannis. Yeah. So I'm pretty, Gordon, I'm pretty
1: Is Gordon Hayward really the piece to a championship team? It, yeah, it, I he, think might like he might not be the he might not be the leading star, but he's a, he's, he's an a, important yeah. piece. He's, he's their What is there? their fourth option on that team now. Behind Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker, I mean, am, am I? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna disagree. I do not believe that we're gonna that we're they are Gordon Hayward away. If they're gonna win it, they're gonna win it because of the play of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and then of course their third scoring option in Kemba Walker, and not because they had Gordon Hayward or they didn't have Gordon Hayward because they're still a, a pretty good team without him. Yeah, but they,
3: but losing that important of a piece though. Does that make, you know? Is it, it but not know title? he's
1: not that important. Is what I'm saying. How important is Gordon Hayward really to that team, really? Because look what they're doing now. They swept the Sixers. Who was but, I, even know. when they were in the middle of getting swept the Sixers, <laughs> the people were talking about the Sixers as like, are they really? Are they legit? Do they just have to turn it on? I mean, people. Dude, believe I mean, he, in averaged, the he averaged 17 a game this year. Like he, he's, he's that's,
2: that's a, a sizable contri- yeah. contribution. And I I don't know know how to I don't know how to measure the Celtics after a series against the Sixers. Yeah, it is a little hard to measure. Um, Like, yeah, I don't know what the baseline is.
0: Has there been anybody else uh, that people have been impressed by, or that they feel like just really have been really underperforming expectations so far?
1: Well, I'm gonna add just add to Jared's and echo that. I think Miami has been playing really well. I really like what I see Mm -hmm. out of Miami. Um, I don't think they're legit great. contenders, though. They are legit contenders. Trust me. I think that the, I think that the Bucks are, are going to be in trouble meeting them in the second round. Book we'll that. <laughs> Trust me. I <laughs> think that. I, I mean, that is That's not going to be book it. But okay. It's very vague. <laughs> if they do, it's, <laughs> <trouble>. <laughs> yeah. it's going go to go. Here's what I'm, I'll say. I'll say. I'll say this. it's going to go to seven. I think that the what? season between them is wow. going to go to seven. Wow. wow. It's, it's going to go to seven. Book that. You can mark that one down. And then. Um, I'm impressed with a lot of the young stars that we've seen come up, and we already talked about Luca. Mm. We already talked about Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been playing really well. Jason Tatum has really kind of stepped into his own. Um, Jamal Murray, who has although has been a mm. little inconsistent, is or is an inconsistent player, has also stepped up, and he dropped 50 against Donovan Yo. Mitchell. So there's like a lot of really good young players that have really kind of come into Fred VanVleet, who's who's dropping mm. 20. He's not super young. He right. already won a ring, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're immediately but, not I mean, like you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, lot of, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of younger players have kind of, like, really taken over their role um, yeah. and become the the leading force for their team.
3: Yeah, it is fun to watch.
1: Yeah. It's fun to watch yeah. how the
3: spotlight shifts to people. Like, one night's T.J. Warren, then yeah, it's Dame, uh, then, yeah. it's D, then, it's DJ, uh, then it's D. Booker. Devin Booker it has not you know, been TJ like, Warren of late, yeah. No. yeah not anymore, yeah. though. <laughs>
2: I, was on the moment Pacers. This I was, yeah, yeah. he dropped nope. from
1: no. averaging 31 points per game to like 19 points per game.
2: Yeah, he's and been like what like, he was like the rest of the year, which yeah. is like yeah. still a very valuable player. But yeah. it's a good player, the yeah, pa- exactly. It. He's, he's the, no Gordon. The Pacers, the Pacers needed him, to- <laughs> <laughs> he's no Gordon. <laughs> oh, here. god, nice one.
1: yeah well in other nba news uh the draft lottery was selected so some of the teams had been picked timberwolves walked away with the number one overall pick followed by golden state at number two and charlotte hornets got the number three pick anything else after that the draft kind of falls off but aiden i'm gonna ask you uh in memory of bart what should the (laughs) timberwolves do with the first overall pick
2: yeah um i am I think it's kind of a process of elimination pick, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like the top three players in the draft, and I think in most people's eyes are Anthony Edwards, Lamelo, and James Wiseman in some order. Um, and they're probably not, not going right. to take Lamelo, I don't think, um, because if they're if they're serious at with D'Lo at this point, um, and D'Lo has played the two before, so maybe a combo of him and Lamelo would work. Um, but I don't I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll probably have D'Lo stick at the point. Um, so I don't think they'll take LaMelo. That might be different if, like, there was a generational talent available. If if Jaw was available, for example, like, I think that might yeah. be different. I don't think LaMelo is Ja. Um, and then at center, they've got Kat, uh, you know, uh, already. So, like, they can move him to the four potentially if they really love James Wiseman. But I, I don't see that happening. Um, hmm. So I think it'll be Anthony Edwards. He's a good defender. Wolves' defense has been pretty pretty rough. Um, he's generally viewed as, you know, the most <laughs> upside in the draft. Um, but, but honestly, it's hard to get excited, like that excited about this draft. Like I'm not sold yeah. on Anthony Edwards. He was pretty inconsistent in his year at Georgia. Um, he wasn't particularly efficient in scoring, Turned the ball over a fair amount. Um, so it, it doesn't seem like something that'll fix the wolves immediately. Um, even <laughs> though the wolves got like, I don't know who would per se, but they do have some like talented pieces, obviously, you know, and Carl the towns and well, uh, Russell. The wolves so, like to trade away yeah.
1: their talent. But we'll see yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wiggins, uh Rip Wiggins.
2: Um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zach Levine. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so I think it'll be Edwards. Um I, I think Obi Toppin would also be someone to consider. I don't think they'll do it. Um yeah. but I think he would be the most impactful, at least offensively, on day one. Um but like in terms of they'll probably go with Edwards because of upside. But yeah.
3: Yeah, I saw a lot of talk people talking about Obi, but yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I honestly don't think it's like the worst idea for them to try yeah. and trade the pick either. Um, I don't know who would maybe necessarily bite on that. But I saw in the Wolves circles, they're talking a lot about trying to put together a package for either Devin Booker or Bradley Beal. Neither of which <laughs> I think might happen. But, wow. I mean, if you could somehow swing that deal, I think that's what you should do with the pick. Because pick there is... because there is no like
2: (laughs) number one pick for Giannis because there is no like
0: sort of like generational talent amongst them and I feel like I mean it's not gonna be a wasted pick but it just feels like I don't know how much Anthony Edwards or anyone like that is gonna add to the team
1: yeah I don't think if I'm I'm the Timberwolves I don't think that you can look at this pick and say that this is gonna save their franchise because I believe that they're so far off already but (laughs) What'll probably happen, and what my I predict will happen, is that they're gonna draft Anthony Edwards with the number one overall pick, who is a good option, and he probably will be their number two, number three scoring option. Um, yeah. Cat D uh, D'Lo, and then Anthony Edwards. Which I know that it's kind of weird to say that oh, I'm gonna use the number one overall pick to draft my number three guy, but sometimes <laughs> it's not bad just to add like really strong role players. Whether you know, if they if they added like let's say like Lou Will with the number one overall pick, you think you'd be too <laughs> upset about that? After already ad- having uh, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Lo, because I, I do don't think, think I think that yeah, the Devin but, Booker pit trade is way out of. I mean, after yeah. way, how good the Suns have done so far, there's yeah, no way they're yeah. going to be like, oh yeah, you know what? We're going to trade that pick away. Yeah, maybe if it was
2: Zion, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think that's happening here. But. Yeah, if it, if it was
1: yeah, again, but, if it was Zion or Jaw, you might kind of look at it a little differently. But um, D'Lo, I would say, probably plays better at the number two than he does at the number one. Hmm. Which is why if I were making the pick, I might look at LaMelo Ball because he is a better playmaker than mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is. And you you let d just kind of go out there and score, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot better than it is than it would be if he was um, a number one. But that's mm. kind of far from the point. That's fair.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what about the team at number two, the Warriors? There's been a lot of talk about them trading their pick. Trade it for what do we think about that?
2: <laughs> i don't know about
0: that you, you can't, can't trade the number year, one pick or he's or linked you can
2: trade the number two yeah
1: the two and, two and wiggins is easy yep. yeah yeah <laughs> easy, just straight up switch so they'll take it for sure you know what ari i'm gonna throw this this is legit okay trade it for ben simmons the oh. number two overall pick say Draymond green or something like that probably wiggins will probably be thrown in there but <laughs> you trade it and you trade it over, and you try to get Ben Simmons from, from the 76ers. <clears throat> Lucas?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I was looking at a lot of the proposed like, packages they put together for this. I feel like it might be better for them to trade for someone like Rudy Gay or Rudy Gobert or TJ Warren or Miles Turner, like someone to shore up the front court. Because yeah. even though like, Steph and Claire are aging, I think Ben Simmons is a weird fit on that team unless they can slide him down to the four. But that didn't yeah. really work with what the Sixers did this year. And I mean,. Maybe it's just Brett brown. The, the Sixers' coach. problem is
1: is different than the war than what the problem with the Warriors would have. The problem yes. is is that Benson is surrounded by shooters, yeah. and the Warriors are nothing <laughs> but shooters.
0: Yeah, but I don't. You'd have to play him at the four. and I don't know how great he yeah. is playing at the four. Yeah, I feel it. Where else would you play him?
1: The five. <laughs> I don't know if I love that they're, either. They play small like, I think bar. I think their their biggest their best big man is Draymond Green. You can't tell me that that. Ben Simmons would be an upgrade over that. I mean, <clears throat> they they won a championship a, playing the small ball.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he's a great. Like, I think you're wasting he Ben Simmons a he's little a, bit if you play he's at a five. A
1: younger, better, more athletic version of Draymond Green at that point. He's a playmaker. Yeah. No, he's not as he aggressive put, though and big. Yeah.
0: I just big. don't think it's a great fit. I think you should get someone to like short the front, especially yeah. with like Clay no. and No. Clan Steph <laughs> back. back. They already have <laughs> Well, that's fair. <laughs> when you have Andrew Wiggins on your team, you don't need anything else. Exactly.
2: exactly. He's, he's going to be the next LeBron any day now. Just, any day. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyone anybody feels particularly bad for in the draft who didn't get a bounce <laughs> when they needed one?
1: Aiden? Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, it? I'm obligated to speak here. Like, <laughs> the, the The Wolves, actually, it's funny, had the... Had had the worst luck so far um, in the history of the lottery. They'd moved down and or they hadn't moved up in twenty three lotteries, um, and their average pick change in the negative was the largest. The Knicks, though, are second place. So yay Knicks. Um, and, <laughs> and now we are yeah. Now we have also. I think we're the only team in the NBA that has moved down every time in the lottery or never moved up in the lottery. Well, did, um, the, did and... the
1: Knicks fix the draft for Patrick Ewing? Isn't, you, don't, you don't think this is like a sportsman curse kind it, of thing? This is, this is all coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it worth
2: it? Yeah, for, for, for Pat? Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we're, what, 30 years past that now? So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a, like, I'm not that sad about it because I'm not that excited about this draft, per se. Um, so I'd rather us save our luck for maybe next year. Um, maybe that, you know, the Wolves were this year and the, the, the Knicks will get some good luck next year. Um, but they definitely didn't the Knicks didn't get a good a good bounce. And there's like, there's definitely doubt at this point that RJ Barrett is going to be like the centerpiece of some contending future Knicks team. Um, so like, they're, they're going to need some good draft picks in the future. Um, and they didn't get it here for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: i feel bad for the wolves in a way it's like they finally got like the luck their way, and it's like one of the most underwhelming draft classes <laughs> just, just like really. a, yeah
2: like a save it for another year like you know, just, yeah yeah can not luck and use it later but <laughs> but anyway um we're gonna we're gonna move on now uh to to talk about some baseball so uh we, we've already covered some uh some baseball unwritten rules this year and we're gonna, we're gonna keep covering them Yeah, we had another big, there a a big topic of discussion in the past week. So um, last week, Fernando Tatis Jr., the the Padres shortstop and probably the the most exciting young player in the game right now, um, came up to bat with the Padres up, I I think, seven runs in the eighth inning uh, with the bases loaded. Uh, He worked the count to to 3-0 and then then hit a grand slam. And, uh, you know, one unfamiliar with baseball. Um, might think like, oh, like great for him. That's that's very exciting news for for this player. Um, <laughs> that was not how it was received, at least at the moment. Um, the one of baseball's unwritten rules, you see, is that if you're if you're up big and you have a 3-0 count, uh, which is you know the ultimate hitters count, uh, the rules or say or or don't say, I guess, if they're unwritten, that you should take the pitch. Um, and it's also worth noting that Tatis was. Supposedly given the take sign, Uh, but if you watch the video, he clearly did not look down at his third base coach, so (laughs) I don't think he received said take sign, Um, but (laughs) anyways, he did not take, he hit the slam, next Padres batter was thrown at, or was thrown behind uh, by the Rangers in retaliation. Um, and after the game, both, you know, the Rangers manager and his own manager, the Padres manager, ragged on him. And you, you had, you know, <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. issuing like a very solemn apology <laughs> after just thrashing the Rangers in the game, um, which is like pretty absurd. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Jared, I'm going to start with you here. Who Whose side do you take on here? <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, come on. Tatis Jr. is completely in the wrong here. Am I right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let, them, let the guys play. I'm about to play. stand up out of my seat, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts, with, it starts with, you know, picking up the sign. No, um, let, yeah, obviously, you know, I, I'm a big proponent for, for letting the guys play. Mm-hmm. The sports are supposed to be fun. If you don't want them to hit a home run, just strike them out. You know, a pitcher can't mm-hmm. expect to just pipe one, mm-hmm. you know, and get an easy strike from it. Um, I also like really don't like retaliation in baseball. A better mm-hmm. revenge would be just to strike the guy out instead of giving <laughs> him a free base. Like, he him and giving him a free base. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, though, there are some, some of baseball's unwritten rules should stay, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Most notably, don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. A bunt is such a loophole in the frickin' rules that it's like, it's like the hidden ball trick. You know, it's, it's technically in the rules. That are, that's so dumb. You know Dirt. what I mean? Cheap way to get on base. So much so that they made it a rule that if you try it on two strikes, you're out. You know, and it's a foul ball, then you're just out. So, but it's
0: part of the game, you know? No, like, real, hitters know. Not, Come on. They, real hitters don't it.
3: bunt. Real hitters do not bunt in that category.
2: I think it depends on, on the game. Up, a bunt like,
0: can be a strategic, like, way to advance yeah. runners, too.
2: No, I agree. But, like, but, like, but, like if we're, like... I think there's a difference between someone has a no-hitter and they're up 8 nothing, and someone tries to bunt, then that's just crappy. Because, like, if you're yeah. the team that's down 8-0, you're trying to hit for power. There's do you, there's, there's why no do you have to, to give it to him? Unless that. Oh, um, you don't. Do, you're I mean, not, you're to, you're so you not saying, saying I'm going to strike him. out. You're, but you're saying
3: it, I'm going to hit it straight up. I'm not you're gonna taking... try to find a loophole. If again, it's doing...
2: one nothing though, I think you're, you should be allowed to bunch in the no You play the card you like, you're, trying to, you're trying to. You're trying to. You're like, But that's, that's like, that's, yeah, like it, that's like when your teammate That's like
3: <laughs> when your got a triple double and like you just go start fighting for the rebound when he you knows one rebound away. <laughs> it's from It's not the your teammate. Like, it's not on. your teammate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't. It's just so frustrating because it's like you play to quote her do You play to win the game and like anything else, like. Why write that? Or why have these unwritten rules when they make it harder to win the game? Like <laughs> I don't, I really don't know. So, I unwritten rules
1: fair. are like about paying respect to your opponent when they're kicking your your butt. Like I mean, why why do you got to sit there and let them just beat up on you? Or you know,
3: you're
1: not yes you but are, not, if, if you're, you're still in you, here, but bro, but hit the the butt. You're not. If you can, it if over. you get on first base, who cares about any of that? What if that all they gotta to to do is stop you? No, now you gotta run around. Boom! I'm still in second. Now that's we ch- going. No, that's
3: a know. chicken way
2: to go. I no, think it does kind of. It depends on the, in the incentive the there. there. Like, I, I think if you're if you're down by a lot and you're bunting during a no hitter, like, like maybe you're trying to get on. But I think there's like, if you were actually trying to win, you'd probably be trying to get a significant hit. You know, yeah, trying to get an extra base hit. Like. And it depends on the player. On the Some guys are, you know, are are the bunt type or, you know, singles hitter where a bunt makes sense. But yeah. anyway, that's a separate discussion. <laughs> Look, well, no, I, wanted to Look, it. I wanted to weave it in
3: because I, we were all on the same side of the tattoo. You're students. three bunts away true. from that's loading true. the bases.
1: And then boom, grand slam. <laughs> that's all I'm that? saying is that I you just like... you play the game one base at <laughs> a time. I don't care about your stupid no-hitter. But I'm a player. Which, yeah. by the way, I am a free agent. I, I announced before. Yeah, the I've announced me, no. <laughs> me the yeah. I am a free agent, and I can bunt. So <laughs> oh, God. you bring me in, I'm ready for it. But I mean, you play <laughs> the game one piece at a time. You you, you take no. it easy. You gotta you gotta. Sometimes you gotta you gotta play your cards differently.
0: I think it hurts the integrity of the game to, like, not be able yeah. to do certain things in certain situations because then that's you're not fair. playing a full version of the game, you're not yeah. taking advantage of everything at your disposal. Like, it's different. Like, the thing I was thinking about was the comparison of football. Like, you take a knee at the end of the game. Like, you don't try to up the score. But that's different because it gives you – it's strategically in your advantage to run out the clock to end the game. And also, play more versus yeah. this is, yeah. like – if you can bunt to get on base and maybe try and win the game, that's in your advantage. No. So yeah. Why would you not well, take like that?
2: baseball is unique in the sense, right? Because there's no clock. Like You can technically mm-hmm. always yeah. come back in baseball. Like there's no yeah. lead. Like yeah. when there's 40 seconds left in an NFL game and you know, the, you know, like you can take a knee and literally run it out. Like that makes logical sense. Whereas in baseball, like technically no lead is safe. Obviously, you know, that's true with some leads more than others, but yeah. like you should technically always be trying to increase, you know, your, you know the space between you and your opponent. So um, yeah. I don't know.
3: That's yeah. like in football. It's like in football when you like when you just go into the back of the end zone and have all your guys just hold the receiver so they can't get to you. So you run out like thirty seconds to clock. <laughs> it's cheap. It's dumb. <laughs> No, that's, it's, that's it's strategically advantage. It's but part it's of the dumb. rules, It's dumb. It's the way it goes. It's not it's okay, there's a there's a thing but there's a there's a letter of the law and the spirit of the law. It's not in the spirit of the game. <laughs> okay, but that's you don't see in football after
1: hey. something like that where they're taking they're like flying at the quarterback's head or you know, they don't retaliate retaliate the I'm not talking about does. retaliations, Wyatt. But I'm talking about that's the whole point of the rule. No that's Cause, that's cause the whole point of the sport. They don't that. Players feel so sensitive when an unwritten rule gets broken. First of all, it's unwritten, so it doesn't actually matter. It, it doesn't, is it doesn't weird.
2: Not... No, I, I agree it's weird how sensitive people are about they, this. Yeah. They, like, like, they lose
1: agree. their minds over the idea of somebody <laughs> breaking up a no-hitter. Who cares? All you got to do is strike him out. Dude, that matters. to no bunt. rare, dude. That matters. No. A lot of people care about Not to me. Not to me. They, not to me if they, you're they, pitching they, against me. I don't care about your no-hitter. It doesn't they, matter But the me. pitcher cares. His teammates care. I don't Shit. care about the pitcher. So, Darren, are you saying – not on
0: his team. Darren, are you saying then – Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Mm-hmm. Guys, one out away from a no hitter. Should you not try and hit that pitch?
3: <laughs> no, are you kidding I'm saying you should have bunted. But it's it's Swing. the same no, thing, it's the same thing. It no, it's not. It's the but same thing. Lucas, no. bunting no. is putting your bat in front of the ball. Hitting is, is Yes, that's oh my hitting gosh. is shared That's the bat,
1: exactly man. what it is. No. <laughs> it's the same Ugh. It's dumb, man. It's, it's no, straight. it's not dumb. It's baseball. It's the way it goes.
3: <laughs> it's so cheap. Wyatt. He, if, he fell it off, if you off, if you make up. a mistake on two strikes, you're just
1: out. That's how cheap. First it of all, is, bunting on two strikes I, is a stupid move. But <laughs> fair <laughs> point.
2: Yeah, one uh, bad dink away. Wyatt and Lucas, I think you're correct in that. I think it's like if someone bunts during a no hitter, you can always give them the benefit of the doubt that they're trying to win the game, and that's the the purpose there. That's the I think there the is game. I think there is the case though where if someone's up big, someone's bunting in a no hitter just to break up the no hitter, and that's kind of crappy just from a yeah. whole different sense. Because like
1: I, 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 I point. like I, I don't, don't think in
2: general if I were up in you know in the eighth inning of a game where I was down by a lot during a no hitter, you'd still be it, trying to have your normal approach of trying to they, get a big they, hit. They, okay, so I, you know i, I guess like, they're
1: they're the sportsmanship is there's a level to it but i mean like at the same time and when in basketball when a player who, who the team is up and they're just like dribbling out the shot clock and they take the shot at the end of the game i mean how many times do you see a player take a shot at the end of the game being up everyone stop playing defense they shoot a three or whatever and the other team just starts, like, throwing punches or whatever. Like, just getting that upset where <laughs> they just absolutely trash. Like, who cares? Who cares? You're, you're a professional, especially in this context. You're a professional athlete. You need to play the games from start to finish. And if somebody else is doing that and you're not, then that's not, that's not my fault.
2: Yeah. But, Wyatt, if, if someone – if, like, uh, say there's 45 seconds left in an NFL game and you're up by a lot – and you fake a knee and like go long or something like obviously people would take that poorly, you know, like, yeah, there, there's some no line you just play defense point, until the right? end of the game. Oh, my. That's the but whole but point. I don't, of that. I don't think it would be taken that way. Like, I remember I was a big Rutgers fan back in the day. And I remember like at some point the like um, they were taking a knee and the like opposing team like rushed on it um, and almost caused a fumble. And after the game, like, they, they almost brawled. Like, everyone was really pissed <laughs> about it. So, like, I think these rules kind of exist game. within all sports, but baseball, they're, like, more they're more loud about it and more sensitive about yeah, it. Like, there, there's a line in mind. every sport about, you know, this, like, you know, sportsmanship thing. Um, but I do think it is different <laughs> in baseball because technically you could always make a comeback. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Baseball but. is, like, this fake gentleman's game. I mean, they, <laughs> they like... They like talk like all the time about how how respectful or whatever it is. I mean, they they, they want to have attitude, but they want to allow themselves to have attitude. Jared, this mm-hmm. is why baseball is dying. <laughs> they don't let their players <laughs> I'm not play saying the bat game to the full capacity. Bad. I love that. <laughs> I love a good bat. Yeah, but, bat. The, but apparently <laughs> players don't like bat flips. If you hit a absolute... I know they don't. Piss missile off of somebody, and you just like—I <laughs> mean, you—you're not allowed to bat flip. You're not allowed to hit a grand slam on a three-zero count. Who cares? Come on, now—that's yeah. ridiculous. That's not, the argu- uh, that's not the argument. Also, right. yeah. that is the argument we're making. <laughs> that's what we're talking about—the unwritten rules. They Before, care about no, like the like stupid word. unwritten rules about showboating and about like, yeah, uh, uh, just—I mean, they just—they're just, they're so sensitive when it comes to yeah. another playing have a player having the one upping them you know yeah
2: can we, can we talk yeah. about briefly the fact that the yeah. the padres like the joke after that game was that like oh the padres are just gonna start like hitting grand slams out of protest you know like <laughs> protest grand slams uh, and then in like the next three games the padres hit a grand slam they hit oh five out of they hit a grand slam in five out of their six games during that oh, stretch yo. which like the chance of any team hitting a grand slam during a game is like 2.5 percent apparently and they hit one in five of six games, which is absurd. So I think this was like the baseball gods was being like, like, "Yo, Fernando, <laughs> you were right. Like, <laughs> don't let yeah. people like, get mad at you." Like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right, then. That's gonna they conclude our. <laughs> that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna conclude our episode um, please if you're watching on youtube please give the video a like subscribe and then hit the bell button so you're notified every time we publish a new video if you're listening on spotify apple podcast or soundcloud uh subscribe uh keep con- continue to listen we really appreciate it and keep continue to comment um we really appreciate that as well as well and we'll see you guys next week thanks